Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. We've had ER, Grey's Anatomy and This Is Going To Hurt. But now there's a new medical drama in town, Maternal. Welcome back, doctors. Oh, you've been on maternity leave for two years. Forgotten about that, thanks Catherine. The ITV drama follows three women going back to work on the NHS's front line, having had between nine months and two years off work on maternity leave. It started this week and focuses on both the struggles of working in the health service in the present day and the real challenges of returning to work as a mother for the first time. I'm a very qualified paediatrician. I know what I'm doing and they need me. So do we. I never wanted to be a surgeon. Then why did you become a mother? It's coming to our TV screens as the NHS continues to struggle this winter with huge delays in A&E, ever-increasing ambulance wait times, maternity services stretched and nurses getting ready to go on strike. Hopefully they will soon also be out on strike. So how does Maternal portray the situation facing the NHS post-pandemic? And where will it take us on the journeys of these three key workers? Jackie Honess Martin is the writer, creator, and executive producer of Maternal, and she joins me now. So, first of all, Jackie, can you just talk to us a little bit about Maternal, what it's all about, and your sort of motivations behind the drama itself? Yeah, so Maternal is about three women who are going back to work in frontline medicine in the NHS after maternity leave. And the motivation to write the show. The idea for the show really started um, as a response to my own experience of going back to work after maternity leave. So I went back when my son was six months old, my first son was six months old, and I went back full time. And it was incredibly challenging. And I was so surprised by how hard I found it. And I was surprised and I was also quite angry because I just felt it shouldn't be this difficult. And the more I spoke to people around me and my friends, I realised that that experience was was broadly speaking universal. Everybody was really struggling to go back to work. And I've got a couple of friends who work in the NHS and a couple of friends who work in frontline NHS. And as I was sort of sitting there at the low point in my day, it was always sort of three, four o'clock where, you know, I'd just be so tired from the night before my sugar levels would be dipping and I'd just be thinking, oh God, where, where can I lie down or where's my next mask bar coming from? And I just think, God, if 
I was working in a job that was incredibly important to me, but I wasn't making life or death situation decisions kind of every minute of the day. And, and that is what my frontline friends were doing in the NHS. And I just thought, how on earth are they coping with that level of stress? And so to go back to a job where it feels like you're making decisions on your wits and on your confidence and on your on a balance of probability, I, it was just in awe of how they were managing it. So you've chosen, obviously, for Maternal to focus on the NHS. And it's quite a pertinent theme at the moment for obvious reasons with strikes and the stresses the NHS is under, particularly this winter. In the show, the sort of how the NHS is portrayed and how hospitals are portrayed, have you tried to make it as realistic as possible to the situation the NHS is facing now? I started writing the show in March 2020. So we knew that the NHS was going to have a central pivotal effect on the next couple of years and how this country handled COVID. And we knew that the narrative about the NHS was about to sort of undergo a very a very new and different and exciting and pivotal chapter. But we didn't know how that was going you know, to play out. We didn't know how long it was going to go on for. And as I was writing the show, the situation in the NHS was becoming more and more extreme. And I think the show definitely looks at, we go back into a post-pandemic world, and I've tried to depict that as realistically as, as possible. But at the same time, the show isn't out to make a political statement. It doesn't put forward a, a vision for how the NHS can be fixed. It's very focused on the individuals who are holding that institution up and the costs to them. And it also, I think, it does that with wit and with humour because all the doctors that I've met and spoken to, even now, incredibly, even under all of the pressure that they are under at the moment, and I, I can't imagine doing the job that they do. I am in bewildered awe of any clinician or medical professional. They're still finding humour. They're still finding wit about it. They're still finding joy and they're still finding collegiate support for each other, which, as I say, I'm, I'm sort of in bewildered awe of how extraordinary those human beings are. I know you said this show isn't designed to sort of make a political statement, but is there a message within this show that you wanted to convey or some sort of message around the themes that are involved? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think for me, the political statement is probably the way that the show is framed. You know, it's about three women and it's about three women whose domestic arrangements and domestic lives are as important as their professional lives. And as you said, we don't see that very often. And that in itself to me feels like quite a big political statement to put that front and forward and say, these lives matter, this stuff matters, this juggle matters. It isn't something that we can just ignore or shrug our shoulders about or say, oh, that's for other people or individuals just have to get on with it. And I think for me, it is about those individuals. It's about the pressures that those individuals are under and what that costs individuals when they're trying to keep going or trying to hold up a situation that is unsustainable or just impossible. You know, we've seen that across a lot of our public sector at the moment. But I hope what people come away from the show with is, um, you know, it's a show that should make people laugh and cry. It's not a rallying cry. It's not. It does. It wears its politics quite lightly, I think, quietly or subversively political is how I like to think of it rather than waving placards. Let's take a break now. In part two, Jackie explains the human side of the drama, changing identity as a mum, and whether we need to change the system to make women's return to work easier. It's immensely empowering once you realise that actually it's not down to me to change, it's down to somebody to make this, this whole system easier for me to be in and to navigate. Hi. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. This concept that you talk about going back to work after maternity leave is something that it feels like hasn't really been addressed in the arts in many places up until this point. Does it feel like a bit of a groundbreaking piece for yourself to sort of put it into a piece like this? I mean, I didn't, I guess I didn't realise when I was writing it that it was going to be. And then having made it and talked to people about it, you realise that, yeah, it hasn't been done before. And that to me is just completely incredible because 50% of the population can give birth, more or less, you know, and so many of, you know, now that women are, such a key part of the workforce of most industrialised. It just seems just crazy to me that we're all doing this juggle every single day and we don't talk about it or that we don't, we do talk about it. We talk about it between ourselves as friends, but I guess it's just not seen as important enough or exciting enough or glamorous enough. I don't know. I don't know why a story hasn't been told like it before, but I do know that all the women that we've shown the show to, it's really resonated with them and it's felt universal and it certainly depicts motherhood in a very real way. Although I realise now, having made a show with lots of children, why this happens, but I was so fed up of watching those shows where people come in with their children and they say to their kids, go on, you go upstairs to play in your room and the kid goes, like, have you ever met a child? <laughs> it takes me 20 minutes to get in or out of the house. And all I'm saying on the loop is take your shoes off or put your shoes on, depending on which way we're going. And if getting out of the house is your dramatic objective and your child is your obstacle, there's a, you know, as any parent who's dropped their kids off at nursery will know, it's a Greek tragedy most mornings happening there and just seem like such fertile, rich ground for for humour as well as for, um, you know, emotion and drama and, and chaos, frankly. So a lot of that goes into maternal. It's interesting you spoke about your identity changing from who you were to a mum and then having to change back. And this is something that I think I've sort of heard about and, and read about a bit about the, the whole identity changing. Uh, is that quite a big theme of maternal? Is that something we see within the characters? Yes, it is. I think one of the things that I learned when I started to explore the show and started talking to a lot of doctors is that a lot of medicine is, is it's not science. It's kind of an art. 
And you bring a lot of yourself to it. You bring a lot of your personality. You bring a lot of your humanity. You know, you're making decisions, as I said earlier, based on your wits, really. You know, you have to make a judgment call, particularly when you're treating children. Um, and one of our characters, Miriam, is a paediatrician. Kids can't tell you what's wrong with them. So you have to look at the symptoms. You have to take a lot of kind of other readings of a room and figure out what's going on here. What's the situation? What's the best course of action? And I think a huge part of that is your confidence in yourself, in your interpretation of human beings and in your knowledge of medicine. You know, we spoke to doctors about some of the practical skills that might have gone a bit rusty whilst you're on maternity leave. So you might not have cannulated a patient, which is where you put a needle into somebody's vein for six to nine months. And then you go back and you're like, oh, OK, can I still can I still do this? Um, and if you're a surgeon, it might be the first time you've had a scalpel in your hand for nine months. And, and so, you know, there's that kind of those practical skills which might get a bit rusty. But for me, the most interesting thing was what happens to your confidence, what happens to your judgment and for me, when I had a baby, I felt like all the pieces of who I was got thrown up in the air. And it's that lines in the show at some point. I think you, you're really not sure who you are anymore. And it does feel like this sort of nuclear bomb is put under all of your relationships, your work-life balance, everything. So yeah, the show does explore that definitely. And I think what I'm proud of what the show starts to do is that it tries to frame that positively. So rather than saying oh, women are, you know, unreliable because they've got children and they can't come back to the workforce and always taking days off to look after their kids who are ill. I think there's huge strength to be found in all of those changes. You reevaluate what's important. You achieve stuff you never thought you would be able to when you've suddenly had a child. You, you know, physically, often you've, you know, you've brought a human being into the world. Do you think the series will make waves in a way, have a bit of an impact on perceptions around things like going back to work after maternity leave and that kind of thing? I mean, I hope so. In a way, I'd love it to be a show that sisters watch together or that mothers and daughters watch together and we start to start to share our experiences. And for me, there's a real power in knowing that it's not just happening to you. The narrative, I think particularly that women tend to tell themselves is that they're failing. They just can't do it. They can't cut it. They can't handle it. They're doing something wrong. Look at that woman over there. She's doing it brilliantly. She's always got her hair brushed when she turns up to school. And I think the the more ways that we can find to talk to each other so that you realise that it's not just you. And when you start to realise that it's not just you and that actually it's a system that's broken or a system that simply is not designed for you, then that releases some of that energy to space into other places means we can start to try and change the system rather than self-flagellating and worrying that we're doing something wrong. It's immensely empowering once you realise that actually it's not down to me to change, it's down to somebody to make this, this whole system easier for me to be in and to navigate. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.